Hey everybody, welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast, episode 345. Today I'm talking about the worst foods for losing fat. If fat loss is your goal, these foods should not have as big of a place in your diet as they might. And these aren't cop-outs, these are actual foods you might think are good for you, but they're actually hurting your progress. I'm normally not a choose this, not that kind of guy, but this episode was kind of requested from somebody and I was able to actually come up with a pretty good list of things I would never include in my fat loss diet, but I think a lot of people do. This is only to make your time easier on fat loss, not harder, and I think that's kind of the point to take from this episode, is that there's things you can do to make it more enjoyable, a little easier on yourself, and you know, fat loss doesn't have to be hell. So that's the main point of the episode, but you can still listen and hear those five foods. So let's get started with today's show, the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz. Let's go. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. Hello, everybody. Jordan Stoltz here with a Foodie Friday talking about fat loss today, going off of kind of Monday's episode where I talked about accelerating your weight loss. One of my points with accelerating your weight loss progress was to limit your food intake and only be able to eat certain foods. I classify them as whole nutrient-dense sources, but I wanted to go a little bit further on that. Kind of was requested to go a little bit further on that about foods I would include in a fat loss diet and foods I would stay away from. So the general categories, I'm going to give you those first because I think that's a bigger takeaway than the actual foods. Because it's not that these foods are bad, it's just that they inherently are going to make things a little more difficult for you. Um, so in general, when you're in fat loss, try to choose foods that are easy for you to track and measure. Try to choose foods that are very filling and foods that help you stick to the plan, right? Those are very generic categories. Lots of nutrients is really important as well in fat loss. And it's important all the time, but in fat loss, especially since you don't have as many calories that you're consuming, but those aren't the specific foods. The specific foods are maybe ones that might surprise you. I think that they're part of a lot of people's diets and they're part of my diet right now because I'm not in a fat loss goal, but I think that these are things that might throw you off and you think they're making a good difference, but they're actually hurting you. And these are big mistakes I see all the time, right? If I'm looking at people's food trackers, seeing their food diaries, reviewing that with them, I'll sometimes try to remove these foods. And oftentimes you're met with some opposition that no, this food's good for me. I like this food. I heard it was a super food. This is good for me. This is you know, a way I get my protein, something like that. And it's sometimes hard to remove those foods, but it is all to make things easier. And it's to make things um, more enjoyable on fat loss because it it catches up to you, right? You might think that you're doing fine on your own method up till week five or six or something. But somewhere around that point, around the one to two month mark, things can get pretty difficult. And it's good to uh, have a strategy. So food number one is ground meat. And ground meat is actually a staple in my diet. 
ground meat saying that out loud in a podcast microphone, it makes it sound kind of gross, doesn't it? Ground meat. Ugh. I kind of say, you know, I, I'll say like, oh, I'm going to have some ground beef with lunch, which for some reason sounds fine when I'm walking over to the fridge. But if I say ground meat into a podcast microphone wearing headphones, it sounds pretty gross. I don't know. But ground meat is maybe not a great fat loss food, but it is a great food. Good source, right? Meat has a lot of nutrients. Um, but ground meat is really easy to eat. So I'll say that. I mean, I could probably eat easily a pound of ground meat, no problem, as long as it was maybe with some sauce seasonings and even some rice, right? But ground meat is not filling in the sense that it just doesn't take you a long time to eat it. Eating eight ounces of ground meat looks like not very much in a bowl, to be honest. And it, you know, is not a large amount mixed with rice or something. Now, if you took that same amount of protein, let's say the protein content is like 60 grams of protein in that ground beef, and you took that same amount and put it towards something like steak, chicken breast, uh, fish, pork chops, something that you have to chew. I mean, that's really all it is, and you have to cut and you have to cook, and it's going to be a little bit more uh, time-consuming. And side note, I do cook my ground meat. Um, but that's going to be way more effective to have to chew your food. I mean, it's really as simple as that, that it takes you longer to eat. It's more satiating to have to chew and it's more satiating to have to kind of work for your food a little bit, right? It's like eating a hundred grams of protein with milk versus beef jerky, right? Which do you think is going to be easier to do? Probably the milk, right? The beef jerky eating that much protein is going to be really hard because you're going to be chewing that. It's going to make your jaw sore. You're going to be tired of the strong flavor, all that. So not a fan of using ground meat in fat loss diets. Try to have meat that's lean first, and then also that you have to chew and cook. The second one, I started writing down candy bars, cookies, stuff like that, because I was thinking about calorie-dense foods. And there's nothing inherently wrong with calorie-dense foods, foods that have a lot of calories or not a lot of food volume. Um, but the general recommendation I would have if someone asked me what kind of foods on a fat loss versus muscle building diet, I would say for fat loss, you want high volume foods that aren't calorie dense And the opposite is true for muscle gain for the most part is you want more calorie dense foods, less high volume filling foods, right? Um, a high volume food would be like a salad that would be very high volume, huge mixing bowl, not that many calories. A calorie-dense food would be like a Snickers bar. A lot of calories in a very, very small amount of food in your stomach, right? The amount of space it takes up. I didn't really like that as a category because it's such a generic concept, so I put underneath it anything you can't practice moderation with, which is the point of why I limit people's food choices sometimes and why people say sugar makes you overweight, right? Because it doesn't directly cause obesity or even cause you to gain weight at all sugar won't do that what will do that is eating too much of it and it just so happens that yummy food is uh, something that is easy to eat a lot of and it's easy to overeat you know the age-old advice back in the day when I first started getting into nutrition and fitness was to never combine carbs and fat and that's not there's no science behind that, and, and I'm, I recommend you do it because it's really yummy to have both at the same time. Um, but 
the reason for that is that it's way easy to overeat calories if you're combining those things, right? Because you're you're packing a lot of calories and something like a cookie, right, that has 10 grams of fat and 25 grams of carbs, a couple protein in one little tiny cookie, you can eat a dozen of those at Christmas time throughout the day here and there, not even think about it. And you are, you know, consuming 2,000, 3,000 calories of cookies without even your meals counted in there. Whereas something, I don't want to be this guy, but something like carrot sticks or celery, not saying you should be eating that at Christmas time out of a tin while everyone else is eating cookies, but that is going to be something you can practice moderation with. You're not going to want carrots after a while. So that's really, that's really the point of that is don't include foods. Don't even have foods around that you can't practice moderation with. Cookies aren't bad, but in a fat loss diet, you have to be able to stop at two because you don't have enough calories to eat more than that. And if you can't stop at two, if you're going to be eating eight, maybe you shouldn't be eating those at all. So food number three is high calorie fruit. This is very specific because it's something that I'm eating a lot of right now and something that I see a lot of people eat in fat loss diets and are shocked at why, you know, it's maybe causing issues. And I'm going to include avocados in the fruit because I actually don't know if an avocado is a fruit or a vegetable or what it is, but I'm going to include that in there. So high calorie fruit, the other ones that come to mind are like mangoes, grapes, those are both really high calorie, lower calorie fruit would be things like berries would be the best, probably watermelon, excellent. Um, a banana would be a high calorie one, just kind of going through the list. Apple would be lower calorie. Uh, yeah, but the high calorie fruit, not very filling, a lot of nutrients, but not very much food volume, and you're not getting very full from it. And it's something, unfortunately, that people sometimes think they can eat almost unlimited amounts of, or they get a pass because it's fruit. They don't have to measure the amount of grapes they're eating because they're grapes. They're good for you. But grapes actually have a ton of carbs in them. Not that the carbs are bad. It's just easy to overeat because the grapes are yummy. It doesn't take very much of them to get 40, 50 grams of carbs. And then all of a sudden you're way off of what you thought you were. So stick to the low calorie fruits in fat loss and you'll definitely thank yourself. Avocados, a lot of fat terrible fat loss food unless you really really enjoy them and they fill you up somehow they don't me so i'm putting them in that list of a high calorie fruit you shouldn't eat in fat loss number four are foods that are hard to track and this is something i talked about on monday with my lasagna example so you go to a restaurant and you know you look at that menu and they have lasagna on the menu so you order the lasagna now how do you track the lasagna if you're tracking your food it's going to be pretty hard, right? You can guess. You can look up lasagna in your app or you could, you know, guess as best you think a new nutrition facts on lasagna is. But, you know, what if they use a different type of cheese? What if they put some oil in it? What if they use butter in the noodles? What if they do something with extra sugar in their sauce? How much, how big is the piece? How many layers is it? How much meat is there in there? It's really hard to track because you have to dissect it. What's easy to track is, Simple foods, whole foods, a potato, a pat of butter, a salad dressing on the side, um, a piece of meat, sauce on the side, vegetables, fruits, very easy to track. I could go to an all-you-can-eat buffet and actually track my food very, very accurately if I was able to limit my food choices um, to those types of foods, single item 
you know, single ingredient items, I guess you'd say. Um, sometimes that means taking away some of the yummy foods, but hey, it's something maybe you can't practice moderation on. So you can still include those things, but those are going to make it a lot harder. So those I'm going to put that in the worst foods for losing fat. And I mean, to be completely transparent, I would include things like pasta dishes, lasagna, cookies. I would include that in my fat loss diet because maybe I can practice moderation with them, but it is going to make it way easier, less stressful to not have to try to dissect those things. The last one is... The big one, I mean, this is, I've talked about this before, pretty much any article that has anything to do with this topic is going to list this one, and that's liquid calories. You shouldn't be drinking your calories. I mean, if I'm saying you shouldn't eat ground meat because it's less filling than whole pieces of meat, or avoiding high-calorie fruit because it's less filling than lower-calorie fruit, you definitely shouldn't be drinking calories. And for sure, you know, not things like alcohol, fruit juice, sodas, cutting out those is going to cut down calories so much by themselves. Now, it goes a step further, though, where I want to include protein shakes in that because some people will have trouble hitting their protein and they use whey protein shakes to get there. I do the same. Drink whey protein a few times a week, probably. Um, But if you are having trouble with staying full, switching out that whey protein powder for chicken, fish, that's going to definitely fill you up a lot more, right? Just not ground meat. But if you're having 50 grams of protein from a protein shake, that's one blender bottle, right, with two scoops of protein in it. Um, But if you're struggling with hunger on fat loss, try substituting that for chicken breast. You know, make the chicken breast taste good. Don't boil it. You know, it's not going to be chocolate or cookies and cream or whatever other flavors you like of protein powder. But it is going to be very filling, and you're going to have to chew it, you're going to have to cook it, you're going to eat it throughout the day, you're going to be able to beef up, no pun intended, the size of your other meals, um, because you're not consuming all that protein just in a shake. So take out the shakes, take out the smoothies, and don't drink your calories. So those are the five. Um, I knew this episode would be a little bit shorter going into it, because I didn't want to spend too long on each one. Um, Pretty basic episode, but hopefully it's enjoyable. Ground meat. Anything you can't practice moderation with, high-calorie fruits, foods that are hard to track, and the liquid calories, the dreaded liquid calories. That's the five worst foods for losing fat. Hopefully, this episode was helpful. It's able to provide you with some insight, give you an idea on how to make your diet easier. I'm all about adherence, all about sustainability, trying to make a plan that is quick and as painless as possible. And those two things... Sometimes don't go hand in hand, but there are things you can do to help yourself out. That's it for today, guys. Episode 345 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stoltz, and I'll see you guys next week. You have a good weekend, and if you have any suggestions for show topics or questions you want me to answer on the podcast, reach out on Instagram at StoltzFit through the DMs, S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T on Instagram and YouTube, or you can send me an email, jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com. I always link those two things in the description of the podcast because I want you to be able to find me and ask me your questions. Thank you for listening to another episode, and I'll talk to you guys next week. 
Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.